0: Mark Foulkes is our guest this morning, the Chief of Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue. Mark, good morning to you. Good to have you with us today.
1: It's great to be here.
0: And this is uh, sort of a wintry morning, not as wintry as it has been, but uh, I understand it could change.
1: (laughs) Yep, that's what we're understanding. It's going to get even colder and potential for a little bit of uh, winter weather.
0: Now, I know that uh, over the past several weeks during this cold winter weather that we've had, you have been very active with quite a few more fires. Do those fires have anything to do with the cold weather?
1: Well, um, a part of them have and part of them haven't. Um, we, we typically see several types of fires uh, occurring, um, one of those being cooking fires. Those haven't stopped. Um, we've had a couple of fires the, that originated in the kitchen. Um, one of them was a pretty extensive grease fire. Uh, we've had some other unattended cooking fires um, that were out there um, this time of year we often have um, heating fires which is another um, high cause of fires um, within our within Murfreesboro and our in our area um, and those are generally related to people putting heating um, items too close to other objects within three feet um, we always encourage everyone not to have any kind of heaters or space heaters or anything like that within three feet of anything combustible and um, that's a couch chair a uh, and you wouldn't think of a, you might not think of an end table or a coffee table as being combustible because you think this is hard wood. It's not going to catch on fire with the heater sitting next to it, but, but those are combustible. Often now, those products are made out of laminated materials instead of solid wood, so they've got glue in them, and that glue will heat up uh, and become very combustible very quickly. Uh, and then we've had a couple of, of fires of, of kind of different causes. Uh, we don't often see causes of uh, fires with candles now, um, but we've had a couple of those. Um, and uh, we just encourage everyone to be very very safe um, this time of year especially because it's a uh, it's a very difficult time of year to you know Christmas is supposed to be a season of celebration and those kind of things and getting together with family and and that's been tough this year anyway but then um, you you take a fire where you lose a lot of your belongings and potentially your home and those kind of things and it just makes that that time of year very very tough and um, we just encourage everyone to practice uh, ultimate safety, and with a lot of people being home uh, more often nowadays, working from home and kids being home from school instead of at school, it you know there's just a more chances of things going to happen um, firewise with kids or uh, with the you know burning of candles and other things that are going on inside a home because you're just home more uh, and there's more of an opportunity to to have a fire happen in the home.
0: Now, do people? With the new LED lights on their trees for Christmas, has that reduced the fire problem? We are
1: seeing less Christmas tree fires because of the newer lights, uh, and the LED lights. You can still have those cords get frayed and create an electrical short. Um, they, they still use, even though it's lower voltage, they still have electrical capabilities. And, uh, and right now is the time, if you've got a live tree, to get that tree out of your house. It's probably been in there too long. Uh, it's a little bit after Christmas. And if you've got a live tree, it's probably time to get rid of it. Um, the city's got a couple of collection sites the florence road um solid waste center collects those items as well as the city has it set up at cannonsburg village for you to drop off your christmas trees there uh, as well so those are a couple of sites that you can drop off christmas trees and uh and the city will take care of disposing of those they actually make them into mulch so they're recycling those and using them again um but we're uh, we just encourage everyone that's got a live tree right now to get that out of their home because it's, it's, it's been there a while, and those things, even though even if you keep them watered the way that you should, uh, those things will, are still going to dry out. They're no longer live, and they're going to dry out, and the needles on them are going to get to where they could cause a fire relatively easily.
0: Be sure and take everything off of the trees, too, because yes. it's difficult to recycle them with tinsels and yep. what, you know whatever on there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Take the decorations off, and you can drop them off at one of those sites.
0: Now, one of the other things uh, very much in everyone's mind is COVID-19, and that comes along with the vaccinations. Uh, We don't have the opportunity too often to talk with somebody who has had their vaccinations, but uh, first responders have, and I understand you have had your vaccination. Uh, Have you had
1: both shots? Uh, I've had one shot. Uh, I will get the shot. Uh, My my second shot is due around January the 20th. And so uh, we all of our first responders um, in partnership with the Rutherford County Health Department and the Rutherford County Emergency Management Office um, have had their their initial vaccinations. All of our first responders that were comfortable taking it and that wanted to take it, uh, which I would say is probably between 60 and 70 percent of our personnel have taken uh, the first vaccine and uh, and so we're we're excited to get that for our first responders because they literally encounter um covid patients every single day um on and answering calls and, and those kind of things when we're answering ems calls out in the city and and so we are excited to get that protection for them their family but more so uh, it it keeps us with an ability to provide protection for our citizens all the time because uh, you know those our personnel live together for 24 hours at a time, um, five people at a station and sometimes 10 people at a station if there's two companies there. And so, you know, if we bring, have one person come in with COVID and they spread it to the other people that work there, then we've got a lot of people out of work. And we've done a very good job and our staff has done a very good job of managing that and making sure that we're doing that from the very beginning. But now that we've got the ability to have that level of protection of having a vaccine in place, um, we're very excited about that. And we really are thankful to, um, Um, Lashan and Chris Clark and all the people within the health department and emergency management office to get us um, where we need to get, um, all the first responders vaccinated like we have so far. And now now they're pushing that into where 75 and older are getting their vaccines as well as other high-risk people. Uh, and then they're going to get into some of the educators and things like that, which uh, I'm, I'm very excited about getting our teachers and the ability to have that vaccination as, as well because it protects them and their families and, and everything when they're in a high-risk environment as well.
0: I think there's still confusion as to how do you fit into the groups that you do. Uh, For example, uh, for persons 75 and older or for persons, obviously, if you're living in a nursing home, uh, they will take care of it for you. Yes. Uh, But if you have a, a child, I think, is it 18 or younger who has some issues, they are... In, in need of the vaccination, how do you how do you sign up for
1: those? Well, the the best avenues to go through are the the Rutherford County Health Department's website because they've got a lot of frequently asked questions on there that you can answer through that. Uh, they've got information on who is eligible to receive the vaccine at this time, and then they have the ability for you to sign up online. Or you can call the Rutherford County Health Department as well. Um, if you don't have the you know, internet or otherwise to, to be able to get online to do that, you can call the Rutherford County Health Department and they'll answer your questions. But right now, at 75 and older. can sign up for the vaccines to go through. Um, the new location is State Farm Building over on Memorial in DeJarnet. And um, we encourage everyone that wants to receive the vaccine, and we definitely encourage everyone to receive the vaccine um, that I'm aware of. None of the first responders, whether it was Rutherford County Sheriff's Office, Murfreesboro Police, Rutherford County MS, uh, our other partner fire department, Smyrna Laverne, or us, haven't had anyone that's had a reaction to the vaccine. Uh, You know, there was concerns about people reacting, um, having an anaphylactic type reaction or an allergic reaction to the vaccine uh, that I'm aware of. We haven't had any of that with any of our personnel whatsoever, and there's just very minor, uh, it makes your arm a little bit sore, but that's it. Uh, I didn't have any other signs or symptoms other than a, a little bit of a sore arm the next day uh, and it pretty much went away within 24 hours and so um, you know I, I would encourage everyone to uh, do their research and, and make sure that they are comfortable with it or c- discuss it with their health care provider if they're concerned about it but I would definitely encourage everyone to get vaccinated uh, that is comfortable getting vaccinated because I think it's going to help us get behind uh, COVID and get or get COVID behind us and um, and get it kind of out of, in our rearview mirror instead of facing it every day.
0: Now with your 50 to 60 percent having chosen to have their vaccinations uh, and the rest chose to wait just a little bit and watch and see what happens. Uh, what were their thoughts? Did they share them with you as to?
1: Well, it's it's just concerns about, um, you know, it, it's pretty much the concerns that most other people have. You know, our personnel kind of have those same concerns. They were concerned about adverse reactions to the vaccine. Uh, they were worried about pre-existing conditions. Some of them may have been advised by their doctors uh, if they had some kind of pre-existing condition that they were concerned about the vaccine not to take it uh, and it's just and for some of them it's just too new I mean a lot of people are, are you know discussing that at home or looking at research and I know that people in the 75 and older age group right now are kind of wrestling with that is is this vaccine too new uh, to come out but it you know and I know that it came out quickly on um, the vaccine for COVID but but the vaccine basis behind the vaccine is based on the way that other vaccines have been developed uh, over the last several years, dating all the way back to the N1 or the H1N1 um, vaccine for the flu. And it's the way that a lot of our vaccines are developed every year. I mean, if you think about it, there's a different strain of the flu that typically occurs every year. And they're they're adjusting that vaccine based on what that strain is they feel like is going to be coming around uh, during that time frame. So the, the flu vaccine is actually developed very quickly every year as well. Uh, It's just a a different variant of a vaccine uh, that's developed off of the same basis. And the the COVID vaccine was based off of that same thing with the way that it was developed. It's not a live vaccine, so it's not live COVID. It can't give you the virus. It's, It's not the live virus whatsoever, but it's designed to give you protection from that virus.
0: Now, Mark Fox is uh, also uh, an emergency technician uh, you 're a paramedic uh, licensed paramedic, yes, so sir. you have a good background to know what you 're talking about and One thing that we wanted to touch on also there were people who and I think some physicians suggested that uh, you not drive for maybe five or ten minutes after you got your vaccination just to be sure everything was okay.
1: Well, when you when you go to the vaccination site, you're required um, to wait about 15 minutes after the vaccination's over with. Um, the stage, and, and now that we've got the drive-through vaccination part, you essentially drive into an area of the state farm parking lot. That's a very large building, and it's a very large parking lot. And so what we do is we have people get vaccinated. They pull through, and they pull into a parking lot. And there's an ambulance there standing by. And so uh, we're kind of waiting to see if if people have any type of adverse reactions whatsoever uh, to that. Uh, And like I said, out of the first responders that were vaccinated, um, which we did at Siegel High School through the health department, I'm not aware that we had any adverse reactions whatsoever. So everybody waited, uh, you know, their 15 minutes or so. And then as soon as their 15 minutes were up, you know, they can take off and leave. But that's, that's the reason we're advising that. And just in case someone were to have an allergic reaction. Uh, different people react different ways. I've I've been stung by bees before and never reacted to it. Other people are extremely allergic to bees, and so there's there's different things that you're allergic to, uh, and we just want to make sure that someone may is, is not allergic to something that's in that shot. and And there's several questions that are asked about. Allergies that you may have, that there may be ingredients in that vaccine that mimic um, those type of things that you may be allergic to, and so we're uh, that's a concern that they take uh, and they they look at that up front, and then they ask you to wait a few minutes to just to make sure you're not going to have a reaction to it. But once you're beyond that 10 to 15 minute mark, uh, then we know that you're not going to have allergic reaction to it because it would have already happened, um, and then you're you're good to go. And like I said, um, the symptoms that I've heard have been extremely minor. Um, Most of the most everybody that I've heard has had no symptoms except a sore arm um, by taking the vaccine, at least the first dose of that vaccine. And 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 anything above that may be just, you know, a slight headache or just a feeling a little bit um, fatigued or something like that from taking the vaccine, just like you sometimes are with the flu vaccine or other vaccines that you take.
0: Somebody told us that these and I have not had my vaccination yet, but I do plan on getting it as soon as we get approved. Uh, Somebody had said that that sore arm is about like what you get with a flu shot stays with you for a day or two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, mine was less than 24 hours, but it's a, essentially the same thing. It's a, it's a sore arm just like you would take with the flu shot. Um, you know, and I, and I was concerned. I, I'm, I'm very, um, if there's a vaccine out for it and I can avoid getting it, I'm going to get it. Um, I had the shingles vaccine um, a couple of years ago. And when I got the shingles vaccine, because I've had the chicken pox and I was worried about the shingles, so I went ahead and got the vaccine. But but that vaccine was much more intense than what um, the vaccine has been so far with COVID. Uh, it, it Very, very sore arm, and, and I was kind of fatigued the next day and just kind of felt real. Um, I actually felt almost like I had the flu for a day. Um, just kind of felt real. Real fatigued and, and just kind of uh, not well uh, for an entire day after I had that shot, and so it's you know different vaccines are going to react that way. To me, that just means the vaccine's working the way that it should, and you're building antibodies and uh, and um, hopefully gets protection from that.
0: Murfreesboro Fire Chief Mark Fox is with us this morning, and he has had the COVID vaccination. And uh, this was over at Siegel School. Uh, That's where the emergency responders, police, and, and those personnel received their shot. I know once we mentioned that on the radio, people started going over there to get their shots. It's not for the public at that location. The public's location is the drive through at the State Farm. Office building across from SportsCon.
1: Yes, right and, there on Memorial. And, and we're no longer doing any vaccines at all at at Siegel High School. So Siegel High School is shut down as a site. And so even our first responders and our healthcare providers that were originally doing it at Siegel, um, the vaccinations have moved over to State Farm. Um, but the key about State Farm is don't just go to State Farm because if you don't have an appointment, you're not going to be able to get in. Uh, there, there's police officers at the entrances that are checking to make sure that you've got an appointment scheduled. Um, um, and if you don't have an appointment to go over there and get your vaccine, then they're not going to allow you to come in and have your vaccine. But um, the um, I think they've done a great job with the health department and Rutherford County Emergency Management of of getting that site open, both for testing and for um, and for the vaccine. So there's a schedule that's actually on the health department's website of when they do testing and when they do um, and when they do the vaccinations most of the testing they're doing now are the self-test so you know if you're kind of worried about having the test and somebody um, sticking the swab up your nose you're actually going to be doing that yourself and then packaging it and handing it over to a, a nurse or the health department employees that are going to process that test and get your test back for you but all that has moved over to the state farm building and away from the downtown location where we're getting a lot of um, traffic there at the at the downtown location and kind of blocking some of the streets downtown and so Um, the county's done a great job of coming up with that location at State Farm and providing an access for for everybody to get tested and vaccinated all in one location.
0: So that facility is now open for this? Yes. I mean, it's not going to be next week or next month. It's open now, but you need to yeah,
1: you have to have an appointment to go over there and get and get the vaccine. Uh, you can go over there and get tested, um, just go up to the drive through testing. You can do that, but as far as the vaccinations go, you have to have an appointment because um, the vaccines are, are really temperature-dependent, and, and once they open that vaccine up, it has to thaw for a couple of hours, and then it has to be uh, kind of put in the refrigerator for a period of time after you know it comes out of the freezer, and then it has to completely come out of the refrigerator. So there's a process for thawing that before they're administering it to the public and so they have to know exactly how many they're going to give because we don't want to waste even a single dose of the vaccine we want as many people having it as we can have and so they've done a great job at the health department of making sure that they've got people scheduled and that they're using every single vac every one of the vaccines that are available to the public
0: so again you must have an appointment appointment Uh, That assures that there is a vaccination for you. We've heard people running out in other counties, running out of the vaccinations, but they don't have it uh, as strategically planned. As this one
1: is. Yeah, but you, yeah, it is a necessity to have the appointment because, uh, you know, if you drive up over there, you're not going to be able to get the vaccine because someone else is scheduled to get that vaccine that day. Uh, And so you're just not going to be able to drive up and drive, you know, drive over there and say, I need the vaccine, I qualify because of age or otherwise. You really need to get that scheduled either online or by calling the Rutherford County Health Department.
0: Okay, so go to the website for the Rutherford County Health Department and sign up.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Now, do you get anything back in return, a uh, receipt or anything, well, uh, or how does the policeman, how does he know that you're approved? Yeah,
1: you can print off um, that schedule that you that you're on there, and, and that's what they encourage you to do is print off, the, you know, that confirmation. Uh, that you've got that appointment and you can show that to the police officer. And then for the second vaccine, once you receive your vaccine, you will receive a card. And that card is what you're going to have to have to receive your second dose uh, of the vaccine. It's got the date and the time of every when you receive the first dose. And then it kind of is a reminder of when you need to receive your second dose.
0: Okay, we're talking uh, a bit about the COVID vaccination and how it is moving forward in Rutherford County. And once you go to the Rutherford County Health Department website. You will also see the different groups that are eligible at this time uh, for that vaccination. Absolutely. And all of the emergency responders, all of the health care physicians, uh, health care personnel, they all have been vaccinated now
1: everybody that's wanted to receive it as far as the healthcare workers and the and the first responders you know with with some minor exceptions if our personnel have had covid within the last 90 days there's some restrictions on that it depends on how long it's been since they were actually diagnosed with covid before they can receive the vaccine but we're recommending them to receive the vaccine as well and then there's some other things. Uh, and Some of our responders, you know, had had a flu shot within two weeks, and they don't want you to have those vaccines that close together. And so uh, they want you to wait two weeks between having the flu vaccine and having the COVID vaccine. So that's another thing that will be listed on the website of things that you kind of need time-wise to, to make sure that you're not uh, trying to receive the vaccine that you may be turned away from. Um, but we So we've got some first responders that – that are still waiting to receive their first vaccine because it's the time frames of when they either got diagnosed with COVID or they had the flu vaccine.
0: Now, you mentioned, which I'm glad you brought this up about the persons who have had COVID-19 and and they have some type of immunity, but it's not known really how long that immunity will be with them. Uh, Is there a certain period of time? that uh, they need to wait or is it just
1: uh, a person's feelings yeah there. I think it's a recommendation that's you know you're going to have immunity from getting it within 90 days of having been diagnosed with COVID-19 or having a positive test or having the symptoms uh, and so you're going to have some level of immunity there that's a, well enough to keep you from getting COVID again and so they're recommending kind of doing the latter part of that to make sure that um that you actually need the vaccine at that point to get that. And, And they're kind of looking at the latter part of that 90 days before they'll vaccinate someone that's had COVID. Um, but you know we don't know beyond that i've had a friend that had covid back in march he he has had his uh, antibodies checked and he's still he still got immunity uh but there's other people that i know that have had their antibodies checked that were you know 120 days or so out from having covid and they've got no immunity to it and and some people that it's very small levels of immunity or antibodies that are in their system that they would probably get covid again and that's why we're recommending that even if you've had covid um you know, especially if you're beyond that 90 day window to go ahead and get the vaccine so that we can make sure that time frame is extended out much longer.
0: How do you get your antibodies checked? Do you do that at your physician or at the health department? How do you do it's, it? It's
1: typically uh, I know LabCorp and some of the other places do the antibody checks and there's even some home kits. Um, the problem with some of those are you get a lot of false uh, negatives with those that you don't have antibodies and you may have them. Um, and that's something that, you know, people can just go online and research about the antibodies and who would have those. But I know that uh, the friend I have that has had his checked, he, his employers checked theirs as far as it, he's a healthcare worker. And so there's, um, you know, they're making sure that their antibodies are up where they need to be. Then they can't contract the virus again. But, you know, the, the general public, there's some there's some options. I would just contact their, their own physician to see if they would do the antibodies test or see if they recommend them going to another lab uh, to have that drum.
0: Very good. Uh, some good information here. And we're going to pause for just a moment. When we come back, we'll open up the phone lines. If you have questions about uh, the covid vaccination, or about the Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue Department. We're here to help you out this morning bring some answers to questions that you probably do have. Our number is 615-893-1450. 615-893-1450. <laughs> Dave Ramsey, America's most trusted money expert. The Dave Ramsey Show, live each day from 1 to 4 on WGNS Rutherford County's Place to Talk.
1: This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. When it's getting cold outside and you don't want to really get out of your car, Demas's has now started a curbside service. So you can order online, put your make and model of your car into the website, and when the food is ready, we will bring it out to your car, and therefore you can still be in your pajamas and come and get lunch and go back to your home if you want to. Curbside service. It's just another level of service of which we are trying to provide the residents of Murfreesboro. Visit us online at demasrestaurants.com. Amanda at Animal City, inviting your family to come do business
0: with my family. As pet parents, we know that pets make our lives better. Here at Animal City, we love to help make the lives of our customers' pets better, too. Whether it's helping you select a premium quality food that your finicky cat will love, a cute new toy for the dog, or carrying a hard-to-find item for your small animal friend, we are happy to put our 30 years of pet experience to work for you. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Good morning. Watching traffic pick up quite a bit, actually, here in the last 10, 15 minutes on 24 out of Coffee County into Rutherford County. Just typical right now, 41 inbound Murfreesboro Pike. Just give yourself a little extra time out here. We've seen some radar. Check out the Andre Chicken Sandwich now, available at Princess Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville, Pike. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Thank you, Chuck. What about that Murfreesboro weather brought to you by our friends
1: at Capstar Bank? Scattered rain showers here this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions and high into the mid 40s. Winds out of the northeast between 5 and 10 miles per hour. i'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 34.
0: Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County. But we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. We bring people who know you, and you know them. People like Truman Jones. Weekday mornings at 9, only on WGNS. AM, FM, online. Our phone number is 615-893-1450, 615-893-1450, and you can talk or text on that number, whichever you prefer. Our guest this morning, the chief of the Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue Department, Mark Fox, is with us. He has had his COVID-19 vaccination, uh, at least the first one, and the second one's uh, due a little bit later this month. He has been there and has done it. Uh, plus, he's been to several meetings dealing with this. And it's, it's a good opportunity for you to talk to somebody who has some information uh, that they are able to share with you this morning. 615-893-1450. And you brought up something uh, a moment ago about how some of the firefighters have chosen to get the vaccination. Some didn't. Uh, that has to create some challenges once in a while in the fire halls where you have the whole staff staying with each other for a 24-hour period. But it relates sort of to a family. Uh, families uh, associate with different people and come up with different uh, germs that they get from the different people. And they, uh, they have to be together without uh, spreading it. What have you done to reduce the risk of spreading. I think people could re- relate that to their families and also to small businesses.
1: Yeah, and, and our protocols have been very similar from the very start um, of, of when COVID started hitting. We, we take temperatures every three times a day uh, in our fire stations. So, you know, we understand that we've either got five people coming together to work that shift or 10 people in a station, depending on uh, the number of companies that they have there. But uh, they do temperature checks first thing in the morning when they come in. They do it at mid shift, and then they do it um, the next morning before they go home to their own family to make sure that they don't have a fever and that they're going to be going home to their family. Um, the, the really the biggest thing I think that our staff has done is making sure that they're wearing proper personal protective equipment, especially out in public. You know, you'll see our staff any time that they're going out, even if it's non emergency. If they're if they're going out to try to get something to eat or cook at the fire station. They'll be in mask. Um, if they're, uh, whenever we're going on calls, we're wearing full level PPE, including the gowns, uh, the face shields, the gloves, um, all those kind of things. You know, and it's um, those are requirements that we have on on every patient that we go encounter because it's you know we never know when someone may have COVID or may not. Um, our 911 center is asking some of those questions, but we're just making sure that we have that. Uh, in place And, and the biggest thing I think that our staff is doing that's helped prevent it is the cleanliness of making sure that our surfaces are clean Um, They're cleaning the fire stations multiple times a day, especially where they gather, uh, whether it's training room or in the kitchen or other places like that uh, that they're gathering. They're making sure that they they wash that down, um, antibacterial stuff and washing their hands very often, those kind of things to keep everyone there safe. And and they've done a very effective job. We've had um, several people in our department that have contracted COVID, and we've had some stations that have had a few more outbreaks than others. But um, for the most part, we're finding out that it's actually occurring or they're, they're contracting COVID away from work, uh, either around family or other people. And then, you know, they, they come in and realize, um, hey, I've got symptoms. And so they immediately go home. And that's, that's the other thing that we've asked our staff to do. And I would recommend that for anyone. If, if you've got any symptoms related to COVID, um, whether especially if it's the loss of taste or smell, Um, But if you've got any other symptoms of COVID or if you've got a temperature or just don't feel well, just don't go around to other people don't go into the office and, and try to trooper through it and, you know and when i was a young firefighter if i didn't ever want to miss a shift because i wanted to to always be involved in what was going on and see what was happening that day and and serve my community and so if i didn't feel good oftentimes i would go to work and still work um through not feeling well um i didn't i tried to be always careful about making sure that i didn't have anything i could pass off to the other people i worked with but if i didn't feel well i still went to work but now we really try to practice that if you don't feel well don't go around to other people don't go to work just make sure that you're doing the right thing for the other people around you uh, and that you're protecting everyone around you as well as the public uh, by not doing so and so we've had all those things in place those things will continue to be in place even with our personnel being vaccinated because we have some personnel that haven't been vaccinated so all those things will continue in place um, we will continue to to do our due diligence to to stop the spread within our organization and make sure that we've got enough personnel, um, to do that. But I'm, I'm very proud of our personnel and the way that they've responded to this pandemic. Um, they have been on the front lines every single day answering calls, um, doing the things that they need to do to protect our community And there's, there's things that other fire departments stop doing um, You know, that we kind of ask our firefighters about um, What their thoughts were on some of the things that other departments do Kind of, uh, I guess, community risk reduction-wise There's departments that have no longer installed car seats um, We've continued to inco- install car seats Because we want to keep our children that are riding in vehicles safe And we want to make sure that those car seats are installed properly So we're, you know, doing proper procedures and wearing gloves and masks while we're installing those in cars. Uh, We continue to install smoke alarms in homes, and those are still available because we want everyone to be safe in their homes. And so we've continued to do a full breast of activities, not just the emergency response activities, but doing everything we can to protect our community. Uh, in, in spite of everything that's going on with the pandemic, uh, just because we feel like those are major critical components to keep our community safe, especially the car seats and, and keeping those children safe that are riding in cars and making sure those car seats are available to them. But smoke alarms as well. You know, we, we've had a couple of fire fatalities, one in Murfreesboro and one in the county um, here within the last month. And, you know, we just want to make sure that everyone's got working smoke alarms because it's critically important to do that. And, and our personnel have really uh, still been doing all the things that they need to do to protect our community, keep us safe. Uh, we're continuing to do training like we need to do training and all those things um, just by practicing the proper procedures throughout this pandemic.
0: Now, you talked about the fire deaths. Uh, this one that was last weekend, I believe it was, uh, over on Asbury Lane, that was one where the firefighters were told they thought the person might, there might be a person in the front room turns out the person made it to a back room uh toward the back of the home uh and you didn't find the person unfortunately until the f- fire was put out
1: yeah well, that was rutherford county fire rescues uh, call and Amable fire department we assisted them um our our companies went over and assisted the county with that call and so i'm not exactly familiar with all the particulars of the call and where he was found and and those kind of things but i do know that um, you know, that one of the things that they encountered is, and, and of course the neighbors thought that they were helping, and, and we've kind of talked about that close the door thing to, to suffocate the fire from oxygen. But a lot of the people thought that they were doing the right thing by breaking windows of the house um, that the gentleman was in and that is absolutely the wrong thing to do you know they they think that they're giving him air giving him an escape route to be able to do that um but actually you're feeding the fire you're giving the fire oxygen you're making that fire grow faster and faster and getting it hot um by breaking windows and doing those things and we just uh like we've mentioned before we've talked about closing the door um And a close-the-door campaign that we're doing as a statewide campaign through the state fire marshal's office, the Tennessee Fire Chiefs Association, and and apartments all across the state. It's really the best thing that you can do is keep doors closed within your home, especially rooms that you're not using. Um, Keep those doors closed off, and that way it prevents the, the spread of fire into those rooms. It limits the oxygen that a fire can get. You know, and and if you come, if there is a fire in your home, get out. Don't try to fight the fire. We had that in one of our fire fatalities. The we found out that the homeowner actually tried to fight the fire themselves, and you know, got burned while doing so. And um, you know, it's just a. You Really, we've talked about fire growth and how fast that happens. We need to make sure that you're getting out of that home safely. Um, But if you have the opportunity to close the doors behind you, close the front door behind you, and just keep everything as tight as it can be to where you suffocate the fire from oxygen or don't give it that oxygen it needs to grow, um, that helps us out tremendously in being able to put out the fire. But it also, if someone's in the house, they might can get to a safe place, get to where they're kind of isolated, we can cool that fire down and then go in and find them, potentially. But if if every window in the house is broken out or, and we do those kind of things, it's just giving the, that fire more oxygen that it needs to grow. And it's really uh, going to increase the likelihood that that fire is just going to get out of control very quickly.
0: Are there more safe places in homes if you find yourself in a home and can't get out uh, what are the safe places you should find?
1: Yeah, we, what we encourage everyone to do is if, if, if they can get out at all, whether it's through a window or otherwise, just to make sure that they, they go to that window. But isolate yourself from the fire as much as you can. If you're egress out of the house where you normally go, if you're in a bedroom and there's a fire in the outside hallway, make sure that you keep that door closed. Um, put something down at the bottom of the door to limit the amount of air that, and smoke that's coming in there. Uh, and get to the window and get out that window. Don't try to come out the front door, open that window up or break that window out and go out that window of where you're at. Uh, if you're on the second floor, um, go ahead and try to break that window open or, or open it just slightly to where you can signal to someone when they get there that you're there. Um, but a lot of times, you know, we've, we've done a lot of research on, on burning structures and things like that. Just a hollow core door will provide a lot of protection against fire. Just making sure that you're isolated from the fire itself. For a long time it will provide protection from fire and so keeping that door closed and being behind that door will often keep you in a safe environment to where we can come in and rescue you and that's what we recommend to do but you now we've, we've seen environments to where we've had temperatures outside of a door in a hallway um, doing some research on fire and ha- fire behavior um, the fire outside will be 1100 degrees anywhere from 900 to 1100 even higher uh, degrees outside of that room inside that room the temperature only really rises about 20 or 30 degrees and so it's it's very tenable to stay in there Um, and yeah it may get a little bit smoky but stay low below the smoke stay in that room and let us come get you out if you don't have a way out of that room uh, uh, in particular, just make sure that you stay isolated.
0: Do you have a way to locate people? I mean, you say stay low until we find you. Do you have devices that help you find people?
1: Yeah, we have, um, we have thermal imaging cameras, um, and we actually have... Uh, and which is a a great thing to have those thermal imaging cameras, but we actually um, we perform when we go on the scene of a call or on the scene of a structure fire we perform what 's called a 360 degree assessment our our captains on our trucks and the initial incident commander will go around that structure with a thermal imaging camera um, and do a 360 degree assessment of the building even if they know that the fire's blowing out one of the front windows they will do an assessment of the building because oftentimes we can see through those walls we can see heat signatures of people we can see the fire we can get temperatures on those things and know where um, heat signatures are in in those buildings coming from that thermal imaging camera that we have and then all of our personnel on every air pack that we have on our trucks they have a smaller thermal imaging camera on that so where they can find their way through those smoky environments and they can find people that are located within rooms and otherwise within that Um, but just try to make sure that you're doing some way to signal that you're in a room trapped if it's on a second story but by all means, I would encourage you, if you're on the first floor, stay isolated from the fire. Don't try to go through that. Go out the window uh, and make sure that you're doing that if you can get out that way. But, um, but stay. make sure that you're protecting yourself and isolating yourself from that fire, if you at all can, by keeping those doors closed.
0: Now, you mentioned to try to signal to the firefighters that you're in there. Uh, how do you do that? I mean, you, waving your hand <coughs> is not going to do anything, I wouldn't imagine.
1: Yeah, if you can get that window open even just a little bit, um, just open the window a tad bit because then you're not going to untrain Arian. But just open that window a tad bit, throw a sheet or something out that window to kind of signal, hey, there's there's something going on here. Or even if they see on that initial 360, if they see a partially open window or they see any kind of signal at all that someone may be in that room, they're going to know there's someone in that room, and they're going to search. We're going to search the entire building anyway, um, but oftentimes if a fire's going on in your hallway or otherwise, we're going to cool that down real quick um, in any way that we can, and then we're going to come in and start extinguishing the fire, but we're going to do a room-to-room search of the entire structure um, initially right when we get there anyway.
0: Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue Chief Mark Folks is with us this morning. We're going to check on the traffic and weather one final time, and then we'll be back. If you have a question or a comment, give us a shout. Brotherhood issues with Brian Barrett, weekday mornings at 10 Ruvey County's place to talk.
1: Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your gift needs. We have a wide selection of items for any unique gift. Also, if you have feathered friends or furry friends, we have what you need. And if you're needing some clothing, come check out our Carhartt. The Co-op Farm and Home Center is located at 985 Milton Boulevard, just off of South Church. And you don't have to be a member to shop with us.
0: Come on over to the Co-op Farm and Home Center and say hi to Tina Fox. This is Jenny Harrison with Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. It is such an honor to help families make their funeral arrangements. I am so blessed to be a part of that time in saying their final goodbyes. Thank you all so much for allowing us to help you through this. This is Jenny. Give us a call at Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. 117 South Academy Street between East Main Church of Christ and Junior's Foodland. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Good morning, watching traffic pick up quite a bit actually here in the last 10-15 minutes on 24 out of Coffee County into Rutherford County. Just typical right now, 41 inbound, Murfreesboro, Pike. Just give yourself a little extra time out here. We've seen some radar. Check out the Andre Chicken Sandwich now, available at Princess Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville, Pike. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on
1: time traffic. A few scattered rain showers here this afternoon with cloudy sky conditions and high into the mid-40s. Winds out of the northeast between 5 and 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 34. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at TireWorld.us. This is MTSU President Sidney McPhee.
0: You're listening to WGNS, your local connection to Blue Raider Athletics. WGNS AM, FM, online. Welcome back. Our phone number, 615-893-1450. Murfreesboro Fire Rescue Chief Mark Fox is with us this morning. If you have a question, we've got about uh, five, six minutes left in the show. 615-893-1450. You can talk or text. And uh, we have a text here from a listener who says they missed uh, your part where you were telling us how to sign up to get the vaccination, that you were saying the vaccinations are available right now. Uh, Again, if you could go over that, what do you do to say uh, I'm needing a vaccination for COVID 19, well, what's the procedure?
1: Well, the first thing is to make sure that you qualify, and, and those qualifying uh, age groups and and qualifying people are listed on rutherford county health department's website and the, the state of tennessee's website the department of health has some information on there as well as who qualifies in the current um, right now um, the vaccinations are pretty much being limited to those 75 and older um, that have you know high risk medical conditions in some cases and then for um you know first responder health care workers and then they're eventually going to transition into where it's going to cover teachers and other um, care providers and things like that and so we're Uh, We're excited about the transition and and going into the general public and and getting that done, but the best way to do that is to schedule online through the Rutherford County Health Department's website. Uh, You can go on their website and and register and see if you meet the qualifications for that. Uh, And two, if you can't, if you don't have online access or don't have the ability to go online or have difficulty with it, you can call the Rutherford County Health Department and they can get you an appointment set up um, and tell you exactly when that's going to be. And I know that uh, there's a lot of demand for it right now, and I know there's a pretty long um so i would come pretty long wait on getting that done so i would encourage you to go in there and get it done but the important thing to to remember and if you missed us covering that is don't go to the vaccination site at the state farm building without an appointment because they do not have enough vaccines to to vaccinate everyone there um there's a cooling um you know we've got to keep those things so cool and once they're they de- de-thawed we've got to use every one of those vaccines and so they only defrost a certain amount of them per day Utilize, And that's the people that have those appointments that they're doing that for and just making sure that we get those done for the people that have those appointments and that are that are truly needy of the vaccine and meet the qualifications of the vaccine. So don't go to the site and try to get a vaccine because it's not going to work. Uh, if you don't have an appointment, you're not going to be able to go in there and get a vaccine. Just make sure that you're uh, following the directions on the website. Primarily, is the best way to get the to get uh, on there. Um, whether it's your parents or otherwise that you're trying to sign up, or uh, grandparents or otherwise uh, that meet those requirements, you can go online and sign them up through that site.
0: Now, these are the drive-through bays at the State Farm building on memorial across from sportscom yes Uh, you go there but you have to sign up in advance because there's a police officer at the entrance and uh, that person is checking the files to be sure that you've already been approved
1: yes they are they have staff there as well as police officers that are there uh, that if you don't have a vaccine scheduled you're not going to be able to get through that line and get in there they'll turn you away um, you 're just essentially going to be wasting your time going over there if you don 't have an appointment to go get that vaccine on that particular day and
0: that is open now, and if you 're a first responder if you 're a physician uh, if you didn 't miss if you missed out on one of your earlier opportunities, you can still get it done here, uh, but you have to sign up also yes and a hundred percent of the vaccinations are now at the state farm building
1: yes all the vaccinations and all the testing is at the state farm facility Testing also yes the testing is also at the state farm facility and they have the information on the website about when what times of day they're doing vaccines and days of the week and what times of uh, and what days of the week um they're doing the testing and and the testing is pretty much uh, going on as it has been at the health department they just moved it over from the health department side out to the state farm facility good morning you're on wgs
0: good morning uh he said you have to have an appointment to get the shot. If you've had had the first one already, when you get ready to go back, do you still have to call for an appointment?
1: Yes, they will They will actually notify you um, that's on that time and date on your card, and they will start setting up those second vaccines whenever your card time comes up. They're going to be calling the people that are on there. That's the reason they collected your information from you when you got those, and they will be scheduling you to come back and get your second vaccination. Yeah. Uh, well, uh. Uh I called on the phone, you know I don't have a computer, and it took me about forty five minutes to get through to them, but anyway, I got through and I got my shot the day before yesterday,
0: and it was really simple. You just drive through, stick your arm out the window, and they give you the shot <laughs> good and and you feel good, sounds like yeah, and uh, all right. but
1: uh some people I know I tell them about it, and they called and they couldn't get an appointment. Said they told them it was out of the vaccine right then. Yeah, and they're they're scheduling appointments, and they'll be scheduling appointments on out. And, and I think there's they're due to get more vaccines in, uh, and as they do, they will continue that scheduling. But the but that's the best way to go about doing it is either call or go online to get those scheduled.
0: Thank you for calling, by the way. We are almost out of time this morning. Uh, This has been a program full of information. And if you missed it and uh, wanted to hear something in particular, uh, it will be on our website and on all podcast formats around the world. Uh, On all of the formats, uh, it'll be there in just a few minutes. Give us a second. And uh, we thank you very much for sharing this information. Thank you, Bart. Our Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue Department Chief, Mark Folks has been our guest this morning. Stay with us. Truman is next, right here on your good neighbor station, WGNS.